0: for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc. Now here's this week's message. We are packed here today, aren't we? My gracious. You must have heard there's gonna be a good preacher here today sorry he didn't show oh cowboys are done I just want to tell y'all the Dallas Cowboys ain't going to be in heaven well I'm not saying they I mean they won't be playing football I'm. I'm y'all better check yourself because you're putting you're putting your Dallas Cowboys before Jesus. I want to remind you real quick that on the 15th this coming Thursday and the next Sunday we've got our special, special Christmas production. Woo! It's going to be so good. I cannot wait. Make sure you invite a friend, a family member, a co-worker, neighbor, somebody that don't know Jesus, somebody that doesn't go to church. Listen, come next week and bring somebody with you. Don't worry. You say, well, pastor, we're packed. That's okay. We'll fill in. We'll put in some chairs in the back, some chairs in the front. I'll let you sit on my lap, whatever you got. To no, we're not going to let you do that. But we will make sure. And listen, we got tons of services. We got 10, 11, one 5 and six thirty, and then 7 o'clock on Thursday and so we got tons of service you can come to just make sure you come and bring somebody amen amen if you haven't filled out a prayer card fill out a prayer card I don't have time to talk about that I got to get to my sermon I'm gonna mess some of you up today is that okay I messed up my wife years ago I told her that the the nativity scene most that we see is not true when you see the three wise men which again there were not three wise men either when you see the wise men at the uh, stable, uh, they were not there. They didn't come about two years later. Jesus was about two years of age. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna mess you up this today if I can. But Years ago when I was a kid, I remember probably about two or two, three years old getting a little Tonka fire truck Sticks out of my mind. I can still remember it. Driving the truck, playing with the truck and all of that. It just really sticks out of my mind. One of the greatest Christmas I ever had. Here's the problem. I actually don't remember the Christmas. My parents recorded that day, and I'm on the tape recorder going, Oh, little fire truck. My fire truck. And I'm talking in the tape. So when I remember the story, I remember what I heard, not actually what happened. I want to tell you today of a Christmas story. Remember, we're talking about the angels. Every Christmas, we talk about the shepherds and the wise men, Joseph and Mary, King Herod. But yet last Sunday, this Sunday, I want to talk about the angels. And This Sunday, I want to talk about the angels out of Luke chapter 2. The angels that came and visited the shepherds. But I'm going to do some things today that maybe you haven't heard. I'm going to maybe mess up some of your theology that's okay. Is that all right with you? It's all right. I want you to look with me at Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And today I'll do what I did last week. I'm going to give you two passages. Luke chapter 2, begin with verse 8, and then hold your hand there and go over to Micah chapter 4, verse 8. Micah chapter 4, verse 8. So let's read the word. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This, and I want you to remember this part right here. This will be a sign to you. Remember that. This will be a sign to you. You will find a babe or baby, wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared in the, with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. Now listen to this part right here. So they hurried off, found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. Now go to Micah chapter 4 verse 8. As for you, watchtower of the flock, stronghold of daughter Zion. The former, former dominion will be restored to you. Kingship will come to daughter Zion. Jerusalem let's pray Lord we thank you for the words that we're about to receive and Lord I pray that every heart and every mind to be open to receive God what you've got in store and let not one person not one, lead this service the same way that they came in Jesus name amen and amen I got a lot to cover today so let's get into it today I'm gonna share three things with you and if I could title this sermon a subtitle my subtitle today would be this it matters to God let me say that again it matters to God. If there's three gifts that I could hand to you today, three gifts that I could give to you today, these are the three gifts that I'm gonna share with you that I want you to take and I want you to storm up in your mind and use them this year in your life. Number one, I want you to write this down. Number one, expectations matter to God. Let me say that again. Expectations matter to God. In Luke chapter 2, it says, And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night, and an angel appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. Imagine, I'm right here on the stage. All of a sudden, an angel appears beside me. I would probably scream like a little girl, my bowels would probably let loose. It'd be embarrassing. that's probably what would transpire. That's probably what would would take place. Now, y'all would probably do the same thing. It would freak you out. Well, I say that in this day and time, you probably think it's a hologram or something like that. The angels are out in the field. They're watching over the flock. And all of a sudden, the Bible says that these angels appeared. First, one came and began to tell them about the great joy of the coming Messiah. Then all of a sudden, these, uh, to, the sky began to fill with a heavenly host of angels. The angel begins to tell them this story. As they begin to hear this story, here's the thing. They should have already known this story. Now, no, they were not expecting the angels to come that night. No, they were not expecting to be the ones who receive the good news. No, they were not the ones they thought would actually see the Messiah But there should have been expectation that the Messiah was coming. In fact, there's scripture after scripture after scripture in the Old Testament that prophesied just like here in Micah chapter 4 verse 8 about the coming Messiah. In fact, I'm going to blow your mind. Every single prophetic word spoken about the coming Messiah was fulfilled in Jesus Christ. You don't understand the almost the impossibility of that. In fact, that's more impossible than all of you in this room winning the lottery at the same time. I'm not lying. And listen, I what you are say, oh, well, that's Bible, y'all can fix and turn. Do y'all know there really was a man named Jesus outside the Bible? There's historical facts of him. We know that for sure. And all of those fulfilled were true. Now, As these angels, and I'll talk about this more in a few moments now, let me tell you why these angels would have known, I mean, these shepherds would have known that. These were not regular shepherds. That's not what we've been taught, though. We've always been told that these were, you know, just regular shepherds. And In fact, in this day and time, regular shepherds didn't have really a good reputation. Not like Isaac and Jacob and Abraham and David, who were shepherds that, that had good names. These shepherds at this time were hired hands that, really had become almost robbers and thieves, but not these. In fact, this would be what we would call Levitical shepherds, Levitical shepherds, and I'll get more of that in a few moments. I don't want to speak too much about that right now, which meant if they were Levitical or priestly shepherds, they would have known the story, the prophecy, that the coming Messiah, and they would have known he was going to be born in Bethlehem. See, all it is for one king that is mentioned wherever you go is King David. King David is always talked about more than even Solomon any other king. And guess where King David was from? Bethlehem. And they knew the coming Messiah would be born in Bethlehem. The problem is, is they probably had put down those expectations. See, can I tell you that God cares about your expectations? God doesn't want you to be negative or downtrodden. God doesn't want you to look at the future with a, with a glim view or this, this, it ain't ever going to happen, it ain't ever going to change, things are always going to be this way. God, this year, if I could give you any gift, wrap it up in a box and put a bow on it because it still wouldn't look good because I'm terrible at wrapping. If I were to do that this year, one of the gifts I were to give you to be, would you change your expectations? Would you believe that he is a mighty God and a wonderful God and there ain't nothing impossible for my God? Would you believe and have an expectation that God's got a purpose and a plan, yes, for your life despite your past, despite your failures, despite your mistakes? Would you believe that there's a God that's got expectations for you? Would you have better expectation for your children? Listen, I believe my kids can do anything. I'm right now I'm going to just speaking over Avery right now. She's on pastoral 50 million church. Amen. Avery's like, oh, really? I don't think I want that bad dad. Thanks, but no, thanks. I believe my, my daughter can be president of the United States. I, I think there ain't nothing my daughters and my son can't do. I've got expectation. Why? Not just because I believe in my kids, but I believe in my God. Amen. Amen. Number two, I gotta move on. Details matter to God. Details matter to God. You ready? I want to share something with you real quick. Remember, I told you about the, the Levitical priest. What were Levitical priests? The job of the Levitical priest was this, or the Levitical shepherd. Their job was this. There, there had to be lambs for the sacrifice at the temple. Well, someone had to raise the lamb. If you remember, you go back in Leviticus, the Bible tells us that they had to be perfect lambs. They couldn't be hurt. They couldn't be spot. Had spots on them. They had to be perfect lambs. Well, these priests, I mean these shepherds were not regular shepherds. They were what we call priestly or Levitical shepherds. They were right outside of Bethlehem and they would raise these animals. In fact, what it had to be was a lamb that had to be a year old to be sacrificed. So they would raise these lambs to sacrifice them in the temple for what? To cover, remember that word there, to cover the sins of the people of Israel. Now, I tell you that because I want you to understand something. Do you remember it said that what happened is the angel said to them, you will find the babe, this is a sign, this is a sign, you will find the babe wrapped in clothes, or what's the word we always use? Swaddled, swaddling. They were swaddled. That just sounds good to come off my tongue, swaddled. <laughs> that they, the kids we wrapped and laying in a manger. Now why is that important? That's what I couldn't understand for the last couple of weeks I've been studying. For some reason I kept going back to the passage where it said that after the angels left that the shepherds went away very quickly and found the baby Jesus immediately. How? Did they go and knock on every door and say hey you got a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes in there? (laughs) Stranger Danger. Uh, Bob, there's a creeper at the door. This is where I'm, I'm going to mess you up a little bit. See, we've always been taught that the baby was born in a what? In a manger, in a stable. That's what we've always been taught. Others there's different kinds of some say they was born in a stable because there was no room in the end. Others say that what happened is is that baby Jesus was born in the bottom of a house where they kept the angel or they kept the angels. Is that where y'all keep your angels at? That's where I keep mine at. Now y'all stay in the basement right over the corner. We don't want to freak out the neighbors. Now but I'm gonna throw another theory to you today today. How in the world would they have known where to go? Now, don't get me wrong, it's not that Bethlehem was huge. Bethlehem at this time was probably between three to seven hundred below a thousand people. Now, because of the census, it was bigger. There was more people there because they had to come where their father was born and they had to be there. But remember, he said you will find the sign, the baby wrapped in swallow clothes lying in a manger. The reason why he said that is because he was just giving them a GPS map of where the baby's gonna be born. What do you mean, Pastor? The, the, the Levitical shepherds, what they would do is, is it was their job to, to raise the lambs, but also to deliver the lambs. If you go back and study Leviticus and also go study Hebrew tradition, when the lambs were born, this is what they would do. The lambs would come out, they would take cloths, and they would wrap the lambs and swaddle them in cloth. Inside of the room where the baby was, the little lamb was born, after they swaddled, I'll tell you in a few moments why they did this. After they swaddled the lamb, then they would take the lamb, and guess what they did with the lamb? Put him in a manger. Now, the manger is not what you think of it. We always see a little wooden manger. That's not true. Actually, the manger would have been made out of stone. They, about, about seven to nine inches, they would cut out of the stone, and they would place the lamb in there. Why? Remember, the lambs had to be without blemish. They could not. Little lambs when they were first born, they were a little happy, and when they could get going, they're like they would jump and they would get all excited. And guess what could happen? They could break their legs. And they couldn't let them do that why? Because because they were for the temple, a sacrificial lamb. They had to be perfect without any blemishes. So what would they do? Is they would take the lamb, swaddle them, then put them in the manger so they couldn't get out. Why? Until they would calm down. And they could let him go. Hold on to that. It's got me sweating. <laughs> go back to Micah chapter four verse eight. It said, "From the strong tower, this is a prophecy that the Messiah would be born in a place called the Tower of the flock." What's the tower of the flock? Outside of Bethlehem, about a mile, outside of Bethlehem, these priests, their job was they had this tower called the Tower of the Flock. Say this word with me, Megdal Eder. Megdal Eder. Megdal Meg-del means tower, Eder means flock. At this Megdal Eder, in other words, there was a tower where they could get up high to look down, to check on the lambs, to keep them from predators and make sure they were Okay. But at the bottom of the tower, there was a little place where that's where the lambs were born. Anytime a lamb was about to be born, the lamb was born at the bottom of Megdale Eder. And guess what? At the bottom down there, a manger. A stone manger was in the bottom of it. Pastor Wise is so important, I'm about to tell you something. The reason why the shepherds knew where to go Again, they didn't go throughout the city going, knock, knock, hey, is a little baby in there. There's a little strange baby in there. The Bible says, the angel said, this will be a sign to you. In other words, it's if, I would say, well, let me tell you, there's a place in Wichita Falls. It's a white building with a black top and there's a sign outside that says Compassion Church. That's the location you're looking for. He says to the shepherds, some say it may have been Gabriel, we don't know, but he said to the shepherds, you will find the babe, here's a sign, wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. In other words, they went, make they enter, right there. That's why it says, then after they get there, they walk in. Now, some are saying, why in the world were Joseph and Mary there? There wasn't no room in the in. inn. How could they have access to this building? They were the lineage and the line of King David. They had permission. So they go to this place, and when they walk into where they have been delivering lambs for a long time, they knew about swaddling, and they knew about the manger, and they get there, and guess what? This time, it is a lamb, but it's not the lambs they've been used to. It's the final lamb that will take away... Now I'm gonna throw something, and I don't know if I can prove this completely. But are you ready? Well, what now? Let me tell you what they wrapped the lambs in. Priests twice a year would go into the temple to serve. They whatever family they were from, twice a year, sometimes maybe more, they would go into the temple. They'd serve for about a week, and they'd go in there and serve. What happened is, is when they would go in there and serve, after they served and they came out, the garments that they wore, why, inside of the temple, they could not wear anymore. What they would do is, they would actually take the garments and come out, and they would shred the garments. And the garments that they used is the garments that they used to wrap and swaddle the lambs. I'm going somewhere with this. Do you remember... When Mary found out she was pregnant, do you remember who Mary went and saw? She went and saw Elizabeth. She went and found Elizabeth. Did anybody know what Elizabeth's husband did for a living? He was a high priest. Do you know where he was when he found out that he was gonna have a baby? He had been serving in the temple. So do you know what most likely happened? When he left and came back from serving in the temple, his wife would have shredded his clothes. Why? Because he couldn't use them again. And guess what? Well, Elizabeth sees Mary and finds out that Mary's got the Son of God living inside of her. I can't prove this, but maybe, just maybe, Mary said, hey, or Elizabeth said, hey, you're going to need these because the Lamb of God is inside of you, and he's got to be swaddled. He's got to be taken care of. Why are you telling me this, Pastor? Now you just screwed up my Christmas. (laughs) Let me explain to you why. God cares about the details. He cares about the details of your life. You are not randomly just walking through this world. God doesn't just hope you make it. God doesn't just try to push you a little bit. I'm telling you, the sovereign God is more in your life than you can ever imagine. The sovereign God is planning out your future. The sovereign God knows about your tomorrows. He's forgetting about your past, but he cares all about your tomorrows. The sovereign God knows every detail. Listen, I'm here to tell you, what did he do? He whispered in the ear of Caesar Augustus, listen, I need to get my Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem because the prophetic word says in Micah, Micah chapter four, verse eight, that the savior of the world will be born in Bethlehem so I got to get them there somehow some way hey Caesar Augustus can you call the census to get them to Bethlehem and a 70 mile trip happened every prophetic word spoken about the coming Messiah was fulfilled every detail matters and I want you to hear me when I say this some of you right now some of you theologians going I don't know if I agree with this I don't care I don't really care Go back and study. I have asked my wife, asked David and Misty. I have been in the Word for the last two weeks, studying up and down, saying, I don't understand. When I read the part that said they left right away to go find marriage, I thought, how in the world did these shepherds know where to go? The shepherds left from the flocks they were with and headed back to the place that they delivered lambs called the Megdal Eder. And in the past, they had always delivered a little lamb that would bring a sacrifice to cover the sins for one more year, for one more moment. But this time, they were going back to the Megdale Eder to find the lamb that would take care of the sins of all my mankind for the rest of life. <clears throat> God cares about the details. God cares about the details of your life. God cares about everything you do during your day. He cares about the words that come out of your mouth. He cares about how you treat other people. He cares about you being in the house of the Lord. He cares about you talking about people behind their back. He cares about you serving the kingdom of God. He cares about everything about your life. God is a detailed God. Why? Because the details matter that get you to the direction and the future and a plan and the will that God has for your life. Here's the last one, and I'll close. You got me sweating. Somebody turn on the AC. Number three, response matters. Response matters. See, the angel, I mean, the shepherds didn't stay there and go, well, we'll go in a few minutes. I hadn't had lunch. The angels didn't say, hold on, you know, we gotta gotta clean up and get better. In fact, remember Peter and John? When the women came and told them that the Messiah was missing, he was no longer in the grave, he was no longer in the tomb, what did they do? They took off running. In fact, John outrun Peter. Why? Because John's are just faster. They're more athletic. John outran Peter, but I love, I love it. When John gets there, John actually slows down and let Peter go in first. Why? Because John's are always nicer too. So I believe just at the end of his life, as the disciples go running to find the Messiah, whether he's gone or not, at the beginning of his life, the shepherds, when they hear that if you go to Megdel Eder, if you go to the Tower of the Flock, where you've been to delivering lambs all your life, I'm telling you, there's a lamb there like you've never seen before. There's a lamb there that's going to bring joy and peace to your life. There's a lamb there that would take away the sins of mankind. But I've told you the great story. I'm telling you the the details matter. I'm telling you that I've got expectations for your life. But at the end of the day, if your expectations and your details, if they don't have a response, it doesn't matter. You can't keep on waiting. It's time that you understand God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Somebody asked him one day, he said, Pastor, why do you do so much i got two campuses. And I got, because I just want to see more lost, people saved. See, that's the detail God's given me. I just want to see people come to Jesus. I just want to see people's lives changed. The details matter. Your expectations, they matter. But more than any of that, God, your response to what God tells you matters. I want you to stand with me. I hope I haven't messed up your Christmas. I can't prove 100% that God was met, born at Megdale Eder, but the more I study, the more I believe it. Now I understand why the shepherds knew exactly where to go. Now I understand when it talks about a manger, I get it. They finally found the perfect lamb without blemish, without sin. And do you remember that even on the cross they were coming around breaking the legs of those that were on the cross that were still alive so they would die. But when they get to Jesus, guess what? The perfect lamb, he couldn't have his legs broken. It would go against what the perfect lamb had to be. Jesus died before they got there. So no part of his body was broken. I am telling you every detail in the word of God matters. It matters. It matters. My question is, what is your response going to be today? If you're here today, you want to know the Lamb of God, I'm telling you, He loves you and accepts you just the way you are. He may not leave you that way. For some of you here today, you love Jesus, but man, you got an attitude problem. You got a servant problem. You got a following Jesus problem. Oh, you believe in Jesus. You know He died on the cross for you, but that's about the extent of it. Some of you even think you're all spiritual, but you still got an attitude problem. You still talk about people. See, your response to the word of God is what activates the word of God in your life. The Bible says there's life and death in the tongue and you shall eat the fruits of it. I gotta stop. I could go on all day. I'm gonna tell you what. Just call the other campus, tell them I'm not coming. I want you to bow your head, close your eyes. I don't know what your expectation of God is, but for 2023, can we up it? Can we start expecting things? I don't know whether you know details matter, but they do. Every part of your life, the job you do, how you treat your wife or your husband, how you treat your kids, how you treat others, whether you're generous or not, whether you're obedient, it matters to God. Every detail matters. And your response to the word of God goes before you and dictates your future. If you want God to bless you today and be who God's called you, I want you to raise your hand right now. Yes. Lord, I pray for every hand that is raised. I pray that you bless them right now. Touch their lives. Bless them, I pray. Bless them, I pray. Lord, let them know that every detail matters, that their expectation matters, and Lord, most of all, that their response to God matters. Let that be the three gifts they receive this year to care about the details to care about their expectations and to care about their response. With every bow, head bowed, every eye closed, one last question. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ, but you'd like to invite him into your life, make him the Lord of your life. Very simple. All you've got to do is admit that you're a sinner in need of God's grace and love. Believe that His the son of the living God died on a cross for you, rose on the third day and with your mouth confess him Lord of your life and you shall be saved. If that is you today, you'd like to give your heart and life to Christ, I want you to raise your hand right now. Amen. Amen, amen. I've got four, five, six. Praise God. Hallelujah. I want everyone to say this prayer with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. It's six new names have been written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. Amen. Say, dear Jesus, I invite you in my heart and into my life. Forgive me of all my sins and all my ways. I repent and I come to you and ask you, to be the Lord and Savior of my life forever and ever. Amen. Give God praise. We are so happy that you joined us today. Here at Compassion, we value family, which means we value you. If there's any way that we can be praying for you and believing with you for something, please make sure that you let us know. You guys have a great week, and we'll see you here next Sunday. Thank you for listening to this podcast presented by Compassion Church. We're so glad you joined us today. For more information, including service times and locations, please visit our website, compassion.cc.